Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. And today we're going to talk about five common mistakes that marketers make when they're running Google ad campaigns. It's a great conversation between Kasim and John Moran that I know you're going to enjoy, especially if you're looking for some tactical ways to upgrade your Google ad campaigns. But we do have a small announcement to make. Whether you are a longtime listener or you just started listening to the Perpetual Traffic Show, we want to invite you to visit our brand new website. It's perpetualtraffic.com. We've talked about it a little bit, but we just launched a brand new site to make sure that you have all the resources, the links, the episodes as soon as they come out so you can stay on the leading edge of digital marketing. So if you go there, you can sign up for the Perpetual Traffic email list. We're going to be having some cool giveaways and contests as we come up on the new year, and you'll be the first to hear about those. So that's perpetualtraffic.com and you can get all the info about the show and find some cool ways that you can get involved with us as well as the hosts. Thank you for being a part of the Perpetual Traffic community. And we're going to get into today's episode with Kasim and John right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Kasim Aslam and joining me once again is my business partner, the chief strategist at Solutions 8, smartest Google Ads guy in the whole wide world, John Moran. John, thanks for being here. 
Thanks for having me. I love this love this show. Yeah. Well, we love having you. And today I want to talk to you about maybe my favorite topic. And it's my favorite topic because I think this is where we get to save people the most amount of time, money, and headache. And it's it's the mistakes, the biggest mistakes that you see inside of Google Ads. Because I mean, all we're doing is auditing campaigns all day. How many you said we were on the phone this morning and you said you shut off how many evaluations yesterday? Yeah, I did I did three actually on uh saturday night two on sunday night and then five last night on monday okay so in the last 72 hours you've done 10 evaluations yeah yeah and what's funny is there's a common theme like 80 percent of the campaigns all have the same issues okay let's talk about those what's yeah. issue number one like the thing that you see all the time that just drives you bonkers using google analytics to track conversions Google Analytics to track conversions is probably going to miss about 30 to 40% of the conversions. And now because that is, is you're missing 30 to 40% of your conversions, that sounds bad. Yeah. And it, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds catastrophic. <laughs> and it's, it's really, really terrible, but it gets so much worse. Just wait, there's more. <laughs> it's not only bad, it's really bad because you're using an automated bidding strategy most of the time to say, okay, target cost per acquisition. I can't pay more for this lead, I can't pay more than $10. Okay. And then you take away half the leads. <laughs> so now it's, now you're, now you're not hitting that goal. And then it says, or I need to make, you know, at least 300 ROAS, but I'm only going to count 60% of the sales. Why isn't my campaign getting, getting 300 ROAS? So using analytics, please don't do it. It's, there's a lot of companies out there. I think measurement marketing just comes to mind of people that can help you with this, but track conversions with Google tag conversion or, or, or implemented via Google tag manager. What, what the difference is, is analytics is a last click same day network, which means whatever happens that day is counted that way. And if you're like thinking about the world of analytics, if you have a direct conversion that day, Google's like, okay, cool. You got a, got a direct conversion. Did it come from paid ads? Nope. Came from direct. So should we give any credit to ads? Nope. Well, we know that if anybody hops into their analytics, I, I guarantee you, I would challenge you right now. Hop into your Google Analytics and you'll see for whatever reason in the last 14 days, there's 5,000 users, 4,998 of them are quote unquote new and they have like 10% conversion rates. That can't, that is not true. No one can right. just, you know, no it's one. Statistically impossible. Right. 5,000 people didn't just wake up in the last two weeks and be like, man, I really wonder if this company is a thing. I wonder I'm if this domain is going to work. <laughs> And then I'm all, not only that, but I'm going to perfectly. I'm going to convert it ten percent now too. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. And so, honey, I'm buying something from a random website again. <laughs> you know, says it probably does happen. Just, just not to the tune of that. Just not to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have to work hard for our conversions. <laughs> right. They, please come back. I don't care how you come back. But yeah, and that's what's funny is that the traffic comes back, not only just one click and, and convert, it comes back directly, organically, referral, email, social, whatever it may be. And Google Ads. But didn't analytics just recently open up their attribution modeling? Like they, they kind of tried to improve that and, and match it towards Google Ads just a little bit. Yeah. And what's funny is they give you, you know, the GA4 is supposed to string those events long much better. The problem is I still don't see that mm -hmm. GA4 should, and rather than treat every user as an individual session, they treat them as a session that kind of continues and stops and continues and stops. But Google is, I, I'm going to challenge anybody that would actually probably want to challenge me on this. Google is never going to be able to take a user with multiple devices and multiple connections and say that that's the same person every single time. Um, so how come Ads is so much more effective than analytics? And the Google Ads tag is using the Google Ads ecosystem. 
for to identify crowdsourcing those people where analytics is not. Analytics is a single property. Google Ads is like, well, this person has been looking at these websites, then visited this, and we identify these users in the ads ecosystem because it's a different essentially uh, delivery network than what analytics is. Dude, that's and- got to be a privacy first thing. In Google Analytics, Google's not willing to pierce the privacy veil. Mm-hmm. In Google Ads, Google is willing to pierce the privacy veil because you're paying for that traffic, which would make it almost gives them the right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's what they said. I talked to them yeah. about that. That's what they said they they were like, and they said, "Hey, how are you going to be contending in the future more with first party first party data and third party cookies kind of being removed?" And they're like, "Well, the short answer is if you're using Google Ads, that's our first party data we're sharing with you." <laughs> Wow. That's what's funny is then he proceeds to say, well, think about what we own. You know, we own Google Chrome. We own Google Maps. Oh, Google. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's like you're opting in to just share and use this quote unquote first party data. When Google Analytics being free and being so ubiquitous, and, and, and so I'm not I'm not coming to Google's offense here because clearly they're a bunch of evil capitalists <laughs> like the rest of us. But they are, they are in a very defensible position in saying, hey, if I'm going to make this free tool available to you, I, I actually am going to protect people's privacy and in so doing, protect some of our secret sauce algorithmically, right? Like they need to withhold what it is that people do, where they go, how they do it, what they're going to – because otherwise you, you would be able to reverse engineer enough to st- – to at least decrease some spending inside of Google Ads. Yeah. So Google withholding that data is at a minimum, that's just good. That's just good battle strategy. It is. And that's why enhanced conversions came out. Enhanced conversions was they literally we haven't seen any performance out of enhanced conversions, have we? No, because they didn't recover to third party cookies. They just called them first party cookies. But what's funny is enhanced conversions came out and I Google said that they basically see maybe like a five percent increase in accuracy of conversion tracking. And that's but what's funny is that's if you're using Google Ads tag. It's basically mm-hmm. the same network. So that's one of the reasons why we use the Google Ads tag. But what's funny about this is the enhanced conversions, Google knows the form that they filled out and they have all that information. If, you, if you're listening, enhanced conversions is just Google's version of basically the Facebook conversion API, right? Like, or but more in an automated fashion. Yeah. So what enhanced conversions says, okay, someone came to my website and converted and spent $100. I can see them in my CRM tool as you know John Moran with this email address and this phone number. And you essentially su- automatically submit that through Google. And Google's like, yep. We also see that that person's name is John Brand with that email and phone number. Your conversions are dragging. It's around. a reconciliation yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. Now it's not going to tell you who it was. It just says if you tell me, I'll I'll give you a yay or nay. That's like that's how much information that they have. Well, it makes sense. I mean, Google had to contend with iOS 14 too, not to the same degree, I imagine, but like there's still some like veiled data or whatever. That's why Google rolled out what W Braid and what's the other one? G Braid. Yeah, G Braid, W Braid, like new G Clid pseudonyms, basically. I actually I have my phone here and I could I could do it if anybody could see it. Yes, but I've done phone, it. Traitor. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but you have an Android. So we actually are just, you know, we just have you know, full coverage. That's yeah, what that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you sleep at night? <laughs> I tell myself that constantly. We we just have we want to test all of our clients' accounts on every device. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm telling myself. But what's interesting about it is it says if you have not opted in to any sort of tracking on, on your Apple device and you use Google, you will be a G-Braid or W-Braid. I'm like, cool. I've, I've done this search like 100 times on Google, just clicking different ads on whatever I, I'm looking at. And I always scroll to the end of the URL bar and there's G-Clid. It's still there. Mm. It didn't It didn't. But so, question, I have seen W-Braid and G-Braid in are tracking for clients. Like I've seen it pop up. Like if you're looking at somebody's true conversion, for instance, and you just happen to glance at the URL every now and again, I will see those yeah. trickle in. Yeah, I'll see them. I mean, I've saw, I think once, 
Now I haven't been actively. Yeah, reading I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, but the first time I saw, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I had to go like figure like why 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 did Google change? And oh dear God, what are we going to do? Right. And then you realize like, oh okay, it's it's Google changing, it's Google changing the 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 nomenclature to appease Apple, but still tracking exactly the way that it wants to track. Like, there's no difference whatsoever. Yeah. How do you think that meeting went? It's like we don't want you to track G Clade. Like, all right, fine, we'll only track W Braid. They're like, ah, that, that's yeah. right. High five. We did. <laughs> You showed them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go tell all of our users that now have privacy. <laughs> yeah. So funny, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, uh, Apple really did win the battle against some providers, but Google is definitely not one of them. No, no. And they're and I think they are teaming up to kind of take over the world. And so we'll, well dude, see. Google still pays Apple to be its primary search provider. They pay yeah. them, I forget what it was. It's something it's like, like 12, $12 billion. billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a, a rate, I think it was five percent of Apple's gross revenue was Google paying to be their primary search provider. Like that's, there's that's, you want to talk about freaking price fixing monopolization, like whatever. That's unreal. Yeah. They use your device to use my search engine deal. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. But actually let's, let's touch, touch them on the other thing. I know we're, we're sorry. Talking. We've gotten through one mistake. <laughs> we're we're going to give you a list of the worst things that we've gotten through one. Yeah. Right, so we've okay. gotten through one. What's number two? Number two. This is going to make a lot of enemies. I don't care. I, I think it needs to be said. Micro conversions and smart bidding doesn't work. Micro and that's that goes against a lot of what everybody who and 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 I I, I know I'm probably making making some enemies here. Micro conversions and smart bidding, at least lately, have been getting worse and worse and worse. Micro conversions are things like that they spend more than two minutes on your site. So micro conversions being like pre. Pre-conversion, uh, conversion. Yeah, thank yes, you. Okay, yes, understood. So let's call that. Let me let yeah. And so maybe I made a whole lot less of enemies. You're number. You're now not no longer. No, but I know what you're saying. There's there's a there's a. I'm trying to figure out a name that's not profane, but like a a d bag, uh, ad manager out there that is just trying to justify his or her own existence. Yeah. And so they come up with like it's almost like vanity metrics, but they're not vain as much as they are just like irrelevant yet right you know? <laughs> yeah it's like you have a lot of people that spend a lot of time on your website but i'm gonna call that conversion that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't eat time on site you can't eat pages per session so yeah but these are the performance marketers that aren't performing and so they try to like come up with like veiled performance <laughs> metrics oh no i have 200 ROAS, but if i triple count conversion i have 600 ROAS. <laughs> so that's that's the thing is i've seen though i've been seeing a slew and i don't know if there's a specific you know educator out there that's taking a hard and fast stance on it but it's <laughs> ruining it. but there's uh so i'll see these things what's funny is time on site pages per session session duration which is time on site i said that twice there's there's just a, a automated bidding strategy is going to say, okay, so I can get 10 people that would take at least, you know, to take, take their time to, to spend two minutes on the site. Now they didn't buy, they didn't buy anything. They didn't fill out a lead magnet, but they stayed long in two minutes. I'm going to go find every one of those I possibly can and ignore the people at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah. It's too early in the stage to even start <clears throat> trying to assign value to a lead. That makes perfect sense. You know, what's really funny about that though, flipping the coin. That's how we fix Facebook. Yeah, our Facebook conversion API fix, which I battled out. It was it was Ralph's, you know, kind of lead tech guy who's really, really, really brilliant cat. I still maintain that I won that argument. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this and you heard that, I'd like to know who you feel won, just incidentally. Uh, <laughs> really, really brilliant cat. I'm, I'm not I'm not bashing him at all, but I definitely won. And we're using micro conversions inside of Facebook because, and the reason it works is because Facebook has zero data. 
Facebook is flying 100% blind. And so being able to say like, hey, these guys went to three pages and these guys went to zero pages. Let's go to the, you know, the three pages instead of the bounce. Yeah. Uh, the problem yeah, is like, I see that being deadly in Google. Well, the problem is Google knows that anyway. Like you don't have to tell Google, hey, this person was interested. Like they're like, oh yeah, we know. We've been watching this person run 64 million psychographic and demographic profiles for the last 540 days. Like we know what they're doing. But the problem is that when you start to count those as conversions and use automated bidding strategies, what you're telling is when you're telling Google, okay, since you know that data, this is what you're optimizing for. And that's the mistake. It's not, okay, since you know that data, find me all the people that would buy. Oh, okay, I can do that. But it's like, if you know how many people are spending time on site, I want all the people that spend time on site. Oh, okay, your wish is my command. And that, you know, they do yeah, you're, trying, you're like out trying to outperform the machine learning. So like, yeah. here's this, this, you know, the terminators out there with 500,000 data points and you've chosen the four that you're going to go focus on. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's funny because the argument is there as well. I need to show the campaign who is going to purchase. And that's oh, fine. I agree. I get that. The problem is though, is that those, those micro conversions that <laughs> is you're happen, wrong. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, what happens when it spirals out of control, which it will try to do. Google will try to have that spiral out of control. That's why when you optimize for conversions and it spirals out of control, good job, you win. Well, not just that dude, but the assumption is so dangerous. How, you know, for you to assume that time on site correlates to purchase activity, I think that's flawed logic. You know, maybe time on site actually correlates to people learning and the, the less time they spend on site, obviously past a certain threshold, the less time they spend on site might correlate to them being at the bottom of the funnel. They already know that they want to buy. They've already done their research. They've already watched all the videos they need to watch. And now they're actually in a conversion, you know, scenario or whatever. Or I just you, think that correlation and causation is, isn't connected enough for you to make those assumptions. 100%. Or if you look at, let's just say the landing page tab and you found out that you have a 15 minute video on one of your blog pages. Oops. Like, yeah. All right. So we've got don't use analytics for conversions. We've got don't use micro conversions. We've gotten through two. Let's yeah. try to rattle off three more. Okay. Are there three? There's got to be. There's 500. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the other part is with any sort of campaigns, don't start off with a restricted bidding strategy. So target cost for acquisition or you know target CPA. Don't start there. And so then I was on a call yesterday with really sophisticated marketers. You know who I'm talking about. Six figures in spend, bright, bright ad manager. Mm -hmm. And they fought me hard on this. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why. But it feels like the whole world does this. And we're the only ones that say, don't have TCPA, don't have TROAS. If you actually talk to Google, if you, if you actually got on one of their growth team, they will actually tell you to not use target cost for acquisition or target ROAS if you're looking to grow or scale or maintain a high performance. Rather, what you should do is use either maximized conversions or a maximized conversion value. Google loves maximized conversions. You know what's so funny? And it sucks because it's so true, but if you use maximized conversion value or maximized conversions and you throttle the spend, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to work so much better. Um, well, it's gonna give you, it's gonna let you know what the market is capable of. Right. It's not to say it's going to make you more profitable. I think we need to be really careful about the things that we're saying, but it's going to let you like grow, scale, expand, well, learn. I would, I would say make more profitable. Here's the reason why. Target CPA and target ROAS favor repeat traffic. If you enable target return on ad spend in a shopping campaign, you'll see your return customers outpace your new customers. So why wouldn't you keep it on maximized conversions just forever in perpetuity? You could. That's what I'm saying. You, you leave it on forever, but you just – people usually say, okay, here's you know $5,000 a day in ad spend and then a 500 ROAS. What did it do? And it'll get that 500 ROAS. I'm like, okay, good. But then if you look at the new version of repeat customers, it's six times cheaper to get yeah, a return customer. all your brand traffic and people who already know what they're going to buy. Right. And those people that buy, also when they know you, they spend more. So it's a cheaper conversion that has a higher car value. So ROAS shoots up. 
dude, you're blowing a bunch of people. You probably lost some people their jobs just now because there's a bunch of marketers who are in-house who are just sitting back, living fat and happy, mm-hmm. feasting on repeat traffic, and the owners and the CMOs have no idea that this is happening. Yeah, and, what and you just blew the lid off the whole thing. Like the jig is up. Oh, yeah. And, and the, way, the way to prove this, take a longer study. Take a whole year and look at your ad spend and look at your new customer rate. And if you've spent more on ads and you have less direct and organic traffic and your new customer new customers are not pacing the what Google Ads is saying that you're getting as a conversion, you're simply paying for repeat traffic more and more and more. Optimize for new customer. Uh, sorry, optimize for new customers. In in shopping campaigns, you turn on new customer acquisition. In your non-shopping campaigns, like your search, favorite position. It's yeah. So it, it's weird. The I can get you eight hundred thousand ROAS. I just have to spend one penny a year, and if I make a sale, I'm gold. But that right. doesn't scale. So that's where it's it's. Don't start with automated bidding strategies. Work yourself into them. Use them when you need to maintain, and you're okay with selling the same person over and over. We're getting there. Number four, ecom prod ID. I cannot oh, stress God, this enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your I don't, don't want to tell people this one because we get so many clients from this. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you almost <laughs> don't. I, we're going to. Don't worry. But, yeah. I, you know, part of me wants to keep this one under the lid just because it's such a freaking, you know, ubiquitous error. Oh, I know. And it's such a gold mine when you find it. But ecom prod ID inside of your Google Ads tag, push that through the data layer. And please, for love of God, make sure it matches your feed. It's too technical for me to get involved in this. But if you think ecom prod ID is not working, and you're in Google Ads, you go to your, yeah, you go to your your tools, your audience manager, audience sources, Google Ads tag, and you'll see if there's an error there. And if so, stop everything. It's 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 a fire. So that's the fourth one. Hey, it's Kasim here, and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue, and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month 
Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. And let's we have time for one more, I think. I think we have time for one more. Okay. And the last and final biggest mistake that I would see that I, I, I see being made is not giving campaigns enough time with the right attribution. I see campaigns, and this is more for my outbound campaigns, folks. So people running display, people running YouTube. If you do not give those outbound campaigns the right amount of attributed value, so using like first click as example, I see that so many people just default to last click on the attribution models and their, their brand campaigns or their bottom of the funnel campaigns are working so well and people want to shut off all the top of funnel, middle of funnel campaigns because they're not attributing any sort of conversion actions to those. Dude, can you come up with one scenario where last mm-hmm. click attribution is actually the right attribution model? Yeah, when you're running like one campaign, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. If you're running one campaign and there's That's multiple clicks per purchase. It doesn't matter, yeah. And th- I, I can't think of a scenario where last click is going to benefit anybody right it's almost like they shouldn't even have the damn thing like they have to have it just for academic purposes so you can see yeah and it's funny because if you're saying well i'm only going after bottom of funnel traffic it's like okay so your attribution model doesn't matter to you because you're only going after you know maybe one or two campaigns it doesn't matter where they came from and whatever now, google's defaulting last. everybody to data driven though it, it's almost like they're they're muscling out the mm. other attribution models yeah i see cool. yeah you're not happy about this anybody go to your model comparison tool and just flip on first click versus data driven if you agree with what they're going to change that into <laughs> you're doing things you're, wrong you're wrong <laughs> yeah then you don't know how to read and it's so funny because google's basically saying hey for the people out there that don't understand we're just going to give them false data so that they understand it better. And it's such a horrible lowbrow approach, but it's saying, Hey, we're essentially taking, you know, impression and click data. And we're just telling people what we believe our campaigns are most are, are the strongest. And you're like, okay, that's, that's fair. That's fine. That kind of comes from a place of reason and it's probably good. But the issue though, is that you're going to essentially hurt every metric from then there on out if you have a lot of people that are i'll give you an example a remarketing campaign on data driven is going to have five times the performance Mm. your brand campaign your brand campaign is going to have five times the performance so this is where maybe you and i fight a little bit i i like data driven attribution for smaller advertisers and i like it because i think over time i agree with what you're saying about the peaks and valleys but i think over time those things will actually level out as google kind of learns where the influence is and it keeps them from having to learn how to Dude, because the interpretation of attribution, that's a P, that's a triple PhD science. Mm-hmm. And if you're a small advertiser and you don't have a John Moran, I, I know I know what you're saying about data-driven being flawed. I think you're right. But it's the closest thing to okay as it is mm-hmm. of all the attribution models. Don't hit me. No, no. You're, and you're right. And that's that's a, the smaller advertisers are usually the inex- inexperienced ones. But those are also yeah. people that make the biggest mistakes. They need the most help and they can afford it the least. Right. And then they're like, okay, so I'm just going to take, you know, I have some campaigns on YouTube on data driven that earn a 0.02 conversion. What is an inexperienced advertiser going to do with that? You're going to turn that right off. Exactly. But that's their acquisition campaign. If you go right. to first click, first right. clicks, like 20 clicks. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, what's so bad is like those inexperienced users are like, well, that's must not be working or man, my brand campaign is the only thing working. Wow. My remarketing Dude, campaign. They made- Data-driven used to only be available to large-scale advertisers. Mm-hmm. Google made two major shifts overnight. The first one was they opened it up to everybody. The second one is they made it the default. 
that scares me because now I realize I'm I'm flip flopping here just a little bit, but it, it does scare me because I'm like, how did you test that long enough to know that this should be the default for all our teeny tiny advertisers? Yeah, and why didn't you tell people that you're going to steal so much attribution away that target CPA on smaller advertisers becomes unusable? Is that a mm. word? I made up a new word. <laughs> all right, so we got our five things, right? I have a lot more. I know. Well, we, we have, that just means we have more podcasts for more episodes. But those are, those are good places to start at a yeah, minimum. Absolutely. And this should probably yeah. solve a lot of problems or at least help you understand how Google Ads works better. But yeah. 100%. Cool. Well, dude, as always, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Really appreciate you. This is awesome. And for all of our listeners, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. I really mean that. Your, your attention is our oxygen. We crave attention with the fervor of petulant children. And more than that, we crave validation. So if you can go and write us a review, if we've actually helped you in any way, saved you any amount of money or time, then tell the world, let them know and let us know too. That's our digital pat on the back. Cause otherwise, you know, how would we know that you like us? John, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You awesome. next time. This has been uh, the perpetual traffic podcast and we'll see you in the next show. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.